Are you a leader who truly cares? You're in the right place. We created For Leaders Who Give a Damn to help you kick ass in business while becoming a better human for yourself and the people around you. Your hosts, Natasha Wallace, founder of the Conscious Leadership Co., and David Wilkinson, editor of the Oxford Review, are going to bring you the science and practical application of conscious leadership. So we're here doing a podcast, which is mm -hmm. incredibly exciting. And probably a good idea if we introduce ourselves. So okay. you are... <laughs> so I'm Natasha Wallace and I am the founder and CEO of the Conscious Leadership Company and we are a tech leadership development company working across the UK and into the further reaches of the globe which is uh, exciting. And David, over to you. Yep, I'm David Wilkinson. I lecture at the University of Oxford and a number of other universities. My main area of research is to do with uncertainty and how it affects people and organizations. I'm a psychologist, but I'm also the founder and editor-in-chief of the Oxford Review. We do an awful lot of research around, well, anything to do with people and organizations, really. So, And that encompasses uh, leadership management, organizational development, the whole kind of work. So I read an awful lot of research um, I probably, I probably get to see about two hundred and fifty to three hundred papers every every day, so I do see a lot. Does that mean that you can't stop reading? Like, if you stopped reading, would everything basically come to a grinding halt in the world? Well, yeah, not in the world, but certainly <laughs> in my world. Eventually, yes, we'd, we'd run out of kind of uh, out of things. Although I do have a team, so. Um, but what it means is because I'm seeing it right across the whole piece to do with kind of people and organizations is that I'm also seeing the kind of interconnections and um, and I we do our own research or I do my own research publish as well so as I say I'm largely interested in things around uncertainty but I do an awful lot around organizational ambidexterity which we'll come to in no doubt a future podcast and we do an awful lot around leadership as well and i've got one or two leadership research projects on the go at the moment so yeah it's uh well it's not it's not a job actually it's a, a late i feel honored i feel like i'm getting paid to do the thing that i love to do so i feel very honored yeah well i feel honored to be your friend um, and we'll we'll get into why this podcast and why we decided to do to do it shortly. Mm. But I thought it'd be interesting actually just to remind ourselves of how we met. I can remember the meet? very first time we spoke. <laughs> I, this was obviously a bigger moment for me then than it was for you. <laughs> Even you can't remember the story, so I'll remind you. Sorry. So that's okay. I can't remember how I came across the Oxford Review in the first place. So I can only put that down to your amazing marketing. Most people say that. The vast majority of people who become members say, I've got no idea how I came across this, which is interesting. So it obviously inveigles into people's 
mind space somehow in in a way that was never designed but yeah yeah well, it was a brilliant way to scale a business inveigling mm. we should call it inveigling, inveigling rather than marketer and marketing from now on <laughs> but i can remember speaking to you about a subscription i mean that was the very first time we spoke because i was working as a consultant a leadership consultant and coach and i wanted to make sure that i was using research and evidence in my work which was something that I had always struggled to do when I worked in HR, which is where I'd spent my career, because I just never had any time. So I wanted to make sure that as a coaching consultant that I made it very research and evidence-based. So I can remember talking to you in the hallway of the first house I moved to when I moved to West Berkshire, which must be now four or five years ago. Mm. Yeah, it be about uh, yeah, be about five years. I do know that. Five years. So do you. And I just thought what you were doing was absolutely amazing because I fell in love with the Oxford Review. Do you call, you don't call it the Oxford Review anymore, do you? Yeah, yeah, it's the oh, Oxford do, Review. Do. Yeah. Um, I yeah. fell in love with it from the moment I read it because it was just, you know, it was all the research that I found totally impossible to penetrate prior mm. to coming across your work and then all of a sudden you sort of turned all of this research into something I could actually understand and I just can remember thinking oh this guy is just so cool and I just thought you were like a font of knowledge and then like the rest is history really we haven't stopped talking since since then have we mm. no no about all sorts of subjects and um yeah it's become a really firm kind of friendship yeah as well and Which I guess cool. that's what leads us to this podcast. So you and I, when we do talk, we can rarely spend less than two hours on a Zoom call. Yes. In fact, yeah. we had a call last week and you said to me, right, I have got to go by four o'clock. Mm. And we started yeah. our call at half past one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we know that we've got plenty to talk about, but I always learn so much when I speak to you. Always. And I know that we're friends and I know that's never the intention, like it's never the purpose of the call is to learn from David, but I always do learn so much from you. So I think that opening out our conversations, because they tend to be quite existential, don't they? And far ranging and far reaching and shallow and deep and all sorts of things. Opening yeah. that conversation out to a wider audience, I'm hoping will be quite insightful and interesting for other people too. Yeah, well, that's that's one of the reasons why I enjoy talking with you is that uh, there's a lot of insight that I get from the way that you think about things and and some of the concepts that you've kind of presented me with that have, have really made me think. Uh, I remember, uh, which we'll come on to in a, a later podcast, I'm sure, we, we talked about grace and its role and, and, and there are a whole load of concepts that it's not until you start thinking about it and you start digging into that you start to go, actually, there's something really interesting going on here with that. And, and th that's, from my point of view, that's that's what I, I, I enjoy about our conversations. And I, I think it's fair to say, given that this is a podcast, that we're not going to battle on for hours about a whole range of top topics. We do have quite tight podcast episodes for people. And certainly in this this podcast, we're going to have a look at why we're doing this particular podcast and, and what it's centered around. So I suppose 
there is a question that we do need to and we want to answer for this particular podcast is why this podcast you know there, there are a plethora like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of podcasts there are probably many many hundred on leadership and and and, and a lot of the areas that you know so why this so from your perspective natasha why are we doing this so the reason i got into the work that i now do in conscious leadership is because i had well sometimes i call it a burnout sometimes i call it an awakening other people might call it an existential crisis <laughs> about five years ago where i suddenly realized that i wasn't functioning i guess as, as well as i should have been as a person i had a massive knock to my confidence that happened through work and i was exhausted and through some some really deep soul searching at the time i realized that that the thing that had been missing from my life was consciousness and when i talk about consciousness i mean that i just hadn't been awake I hadn't been alert, I hadn't been awake, I hadn't been present, and I hadn't been paying attention to what would eventually, I then realised, bring out the best in me. And so slowly but surely over the course of many, many years, I was making lots of daily decisions and probably thinking in a way that wasn't going to support my long-term health, well-being, performance, but also the, the difference I could make in the world. And, but I was unaware of it. I was totally unaware of it. And then when I realized that there had been this sort of lack of being awake, a, a lack of knowing how to serve my own needs and knowing how to bring out my best, it opened up a whole new world of possibility for me. It was also incredibly overwhelming and you know I, I could, there's lots of negative feelings that came with that realization but it did mean that I had much more agency and control over what was possible in my life than I had realized now I was a leader so I was a, a people director at the time so I was part of a leadership team I had a team myself I did lots of leadership development work at the time and we'd been running a leadership development program for a few years, which was award winning. So, you know, we'd had lots of accolades for the work that we did. Yet I still ended up in this situation, which was a massive paradox as far as I was concerned, because I thought, well, my job was about optimizing human performance. You know, I'm not a psychologist, but, my, you know, as an HR director, I was, a, I was about optimizing the performance of the workforce. And then, you know, as, as the person that was supposed to be doing that, my own performance just basically fell apart, which was ironic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I set, I set about at that point trying to discover what had happened. And of course, you know, five years later, I have done lots of research. I have done lots of introspective work. And I've also had the, you know, privilege to work with many, many leaders now to help them, one, avoid the same fate as, as, as me or, you know, recover from it once they have, they have unfortunately been through it, to help leaders be the best versions of themselves, whether that be because they need to do that for their job, whether that be because they realise that they, you know, they 
aren't feeling as well as they could or as because they want to make a bigger difference in the world. I mean, there's many motives. And so I think actually now, five years on, it's time that we got this out into the ether and uh, started talking about this more openly. There's a lot of knowledge that you and I have gained over our careers and also because we've both been on a journey of consciousness to some extent, different journeys. And I think that we can help some people, you know, if we can help a few more people outside of us to either lead themselves or others better, then I think that that, you know, that's the right thing to do. And I think, you know, I'll enjoy it whilst, whilst we're doing it. So I guess that's my, that's my motive. What about, what about you? Your reason for being. Um, yeah. Yeah. A, a pretty similar. I think, I think the podcast in particular for me is kind of about a couple of things. Firstly, obviously it's about leadership, but for me, it's not just about, you know, how we use the term leadership in a formal sense in terms, you know, within an organization, you know, I'm leading a, a team or I'm leading a function or leading the organization. I think that's part of it, but I also think there's kind of self leadership and there's this, you know, when you kind of think about it, you know, if you're not going anywhere, you don't need leadership. You know, if you're just moseying around and, you know, you're just wandering about doing things randomly, then no leadership is required. If, however, you've kind of got a, a purpose uh, or a name, then you're going to need some form of leadership. You know, you, you're going to at least you're going to need a name and a vision that you, you're going somewhere and you've got some idea of what it is that you're trying to do. You then usually you kind of form some form of strategy, like how are we going to get to, you know, how am I going to achieve what I want to achieve? And even if it's just like going to the shops, you know, how am I going to get there? And, you know, what's going to happen when I am there? You know, I can take like Oxford, for example, is notoriously anti-car. I could go shopping there and taking the car would be probably both expensive and a bit of a disaster, largely because the, the parking in Oxford is really, really expensive. And so you've got to kind of, you've got to work out how you're going to get there, what resources you've got, what kind of people you need. And, and it also, this idea of self-leadership comes through to how am I going to put all this together? How am I going to sequence things and, and get things done? So I think, I think that's, for me, that's a large part of leadership, this idea of, of doing more than just wandering around aimlessly in life, but also within organisations. So that's kind of a wider definition of, of, of leadership. And I, th I think the second main thing is, you know, I'm kind of getting on in my years now, and I, I've had kind of a, a, a weird past in as much as I was in the army, I've been a police officer, an academic, uh, and, and done a number of other things in my life as well. And there comes this question about, kind of consciousness and it was interesting what you were saying about about you know you kind of teaching all this stuff to people and yet you fall over and uh, you know it's the same in lots of kind of in educational institutions you know I see professors of management who couldn't manage a shopping trip and, and things like that and uh, and it's it's very easy to pontificate but it's usually when so so there's a kind of a a, a, a term called catabasis is usually when you have some form of collapse and you end up at kind of ground zero as it were and having to rebuild that you start to realize 
what you weren't realizing before that you start seeing things in a different way and like the point that you got to I've, I've had one or two of those in my life for various for various reasons and you you start to become both more aware of what's going on inside but more aware of what's going on outside and how the two things are interacting so there's it, this isn't just about kind of conscious leadership as a thing that you do in organizations there's this kind of idea about how am i learning how am i adapting what am i paying attention to and what am i ignoring and and how am i how am i acting how am i thinking how are my beliefs and values impacting the way i'm seeing things uh, and the outcomes of all of that how does it impact other people and and there's this kind of concentric circle idea of consciousness moving out from inside us so there's the kind of internal part of consciousness but being aware of myself my actions the you know taking responsibility not just blaming everybody else when things go wrong and things like that so having some form of insight but also this idea that i'm becoming more aware of other people and their actions and if i'm leading or managing a team how are the different personalities within that team interacting and what can i do to help to make them a better team a, a high performing team in a way where information is flowing ideas are flowing and they're enjoying what they're doing and it's not just hard work and then moving out is how how can all of that what i'm doing what they're doing help the organization and then how does the organization now help society so we're going a bit bigger so you know we're, we're not doing something that's negative to society um and then moving further out than that humanity the planet uh, you know and and considering things at each of these kind of levels now that's how and you mentioned overwhelm it sounds like a lot of stuff and it's very easy to think well hang on a minute <laughs> like how do i do all of that that's like impossible and all in one go yes it is and you know there's a saying you can't eat an elephant in one sitting is you do it in chunks and you pay attention to things uh, uh, usually as they kind of present themselves but there's a more conscious systematic way that we can start considering things that becomes as i say more systematic but more helpful and we become more aware of as i say not just us but what's going on around us so we can make better decisions and i think there's a very close connection between this idea of consciousness and conscious leadership and things like that and the, the whole idea about wisdom and and being wiser and becoming a wiser person becoming a learn a learned person a person who's learning and growing and developing and that the people around them are learning and growing and developing and enjoying that journey so that they become more productive happier less anxious and and we learn how to live a good life and and what that might mean rather than it feels like a grind all the time and we're anxious all the time and there's never enough time there's never enough money and all of these things how how could we turn that around so i think there's some big questions here that that we're going to be looking at with the podcast 
Absolutely. And actually, you've just reminded me of a conversation that I was having with somebody I was coaching a few weeks ago. You know, he, he had certain challenges that he was he was facing. And when I asked him what it was he wanted to achieve and who he wanted to be, he said, I want to be wise. And he talked about these people that he'd met when he was out in Africa that he'd done some work with. And he called them the wise men, these African chaps who did similar roles to him, I think. It's not like these were some sort of African gurus. I mean, they were they were working in his industry, but he he defined them as being wise men. And I said to him, what is it that made them wise? And he said, because they were able to step back, they were able to get, you know, maintain perspective. They were able to understand what was going on, connect things, see the human side. And I thought that's really interesting, actually, that his, his aim, his ambition is to be wise. Well, of course, we normally attribute wisdom with being much older, don't we? That it takes your whole life to gather enough wisdom. If you take the learning, if you do the learning, um, then you can become wise. But I, I would challenge that. I think that you can gain a lot of wisdom through focusing your intention and your thoughts and your mindset in the right way. But to do that, you have to become conscious. You have to be awake and aware and alert to it. And you, you, I think you have to be motivated to do it. You have to be, you have to recognize that having wisdom is actually of benefit to you and the people around you. And that you sort of need to be orientated towards gaining wisdom. Yeah. And a kind of a learning orientation and that you're trying to be a better version, you know, it's quite a common thing to hear being a better version of who I am right now. And yeah, I would completely agree with that. And, and we'll be exploring issues to do with wisdom, consciousness, leadership, management, and all of those kinds of processes within this podcast. Fantastic. Well, I'm incredibly excited about getting into this. I'm mm. sure we will learn a lot on our journey. Hopefully other people will learn a lot too. And I think it would be very, very interesting for people to get in touch with us and, and tell us what they want to hear about too, because, you know, we, we want to uh, make sure that the audience are getting some useful insight and knowledge. So if you have any ideas of things that you'd like to hear us speak about, then um, please drop us a line. Exactly. And we can invite people in, academics and uh, other people in who've been thinking about these things yeah fantastic it'd be great to yeah to get some some people involved fantastic mm. okay well so that's the end of our first podcast dun, 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 dun. <laughs> looking forward to see where we go next yeah i think next we're going to be talking about what is conscious leadership we are indeed i'll see you then Thank you for joining us. If you're curious about what conscious leadership can do for your organization, visit tclc.co for more content. Follow and subscribe for more weekly episodes.